Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day. Uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by D. Witten Law. Dana Witten, she's a family law attorney licensed in Maryland, Virginia, and coming soon in D.C. Hire Dana before your spouse does. Go to dwittenlaw.com. Now we hit record. We're ready. Natasha, Alicia. Yeah. Ready. We're actually recording now. <laughs> Wait, so Nat, is this going to be our last podcast before Christmas? Yes, right? Because we're taking next. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to record next week, but it won't air until after Christmas. So this is our last one for everybody else before Christmas. Got it. Got it. Oh, my God. That's okay, why I have wow. my Christmas sweater on. Duh. I was going to say, you are so adorable. And people need to go to your YouTube channel, which is Natasha Alisa. They can watch all of our videos there. And you can see, like, you're like a cute little Christmas elf. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If only I had somebody to gift myself to, maybe next year. I always wanted to do that, like, you know, just wear a giant bow. Be like, Merry Christmas, Santa. I should be doing that for Schman. Okay. You don't do that stuff? 
No, I haven't. Done. I mean, we do. We're into lingerie. Schman's a lingerie guy. So I will pull up the lingerie, but I haven't done a bow. I should do that. Oh, yeah. I like dress up. It's all dusty in a drawer somewhere, but let's let's not go down that route. <laughs> what are we talking about? Because <laughs> that's oh not God. it. Okay. For 2023, we'll have to do our fantasy episode. Anyway, we'll put that on the list. Oh my gosh. I've got a couple locked away one day. So look, today we are going to talk about how do you stay positive when things become so negative in your life? And I think this is a great last episode before Christmas because it is a tough time of year for so many people. Christmas, I think, and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and everything can evoke sad memories. Um... And, you know, there's just, we're inundated with sad news, which I'll tell you how I avoid that. But anyway, um, but before that, we, you know, you and I had an interesting week because we put out the episode with Robin, you know, my longtime therapist, Robin Mize, who now you've connected with because we all love Robin so much. And I put out this video basically saying that, you know, my therapist is coming on to talk about Kane's narcissism and narcissism in general. Anyway, that got a huge response of you guys are, why are you guys still talking about Kane? Why are you using his name? And I thought on this episode, it would be good to reiterate why you and I came to get together and why we're doing this, because I think people just see that sometimes on my social media that maybe or yours that don't listen to the podcast or aren't sure what we're doing and then just feel like, oh, why are you guys doing this? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I get the it may look that way, especially like you said, if you don't hear you know, all of the, not just the traumatic experiences that we talk about on the podcast, but the positive intent behind why we're doing it and the lessons we've learned from it and the way that we want it to help other women. If you don't hear that whole thing, then I guess I could see why it's like, man, why are they still talking about this? They're mooching off of that for, you know, because apparently we're banking, by the way. I saw a lot of the comments that are like, you guys are banking off of this. I'm like, really? I must not be uh, checking my bank account. <laughs> no, uh, no. I mean, people don't understand how podcasting works, which is we're still in the infancy of podcasting, but literally like the 2% of the top podcasters, I'm talking the Joe Rogans, the call her dad, like these people are making millions, but most of us are doing two or three different projects to make money. Like they, it doesn't make that much money. It's it's like you were saying about social media because you've done blogging, you've done YouTubing. Like I, I actually should start posting how much I make every month on YouTube because it's such a joke. It's like $98. Like, well, I think you should. You totally should. Maybe I should do the same thing because where this takes so much time, which I'm happy to do it. It makes me so happy doing these podcasts with you. And I and I do hope one day it grows into something that maybe we could make some decent money at it. it. Yeah. Yes. Which why should you not be paid for your efforts? But like I started, I was like, I'm spending so much time on my social media, on creating content, posting it, you know, that 90 second video that you see probably took a total of two hours between filming it and then editing it you know, doing the marketing for it. And you don't make any money off of that. I think off of Instagram, I have made in the last six months, maybe, maybe $200. And I started an Amazon shop that I changed my link to since I haven't had time to do my Etsy shop. My light keeps going out. Um, And off of that, off of my whole Amazon shop, I think I made like $68. Like that's it. Like, I don't know, we're not those influencers, like, 
my kids watch on TikTok that are making six figures off of their YouTube channels. Like that ain't us. A million followers. When you have 500,000 or more followers, you can make really good money, but it's, yeah, we're not there yet. And well, I, I just wanted to say, and I wondered how you felt, but people have said, why are you guys still talking about this? And to me, part of the reason you and I did this was our mission of, of being true to who Kane was in that, you know, we had these shared experiences, you and I, who were friends for years, not to mention Mel and Sammy and, you know, Eric and everybody else. And, you know, we spent 24 seven together, all of us for six years, at least when my time on the show and, you know, there was some really trauma. I mean, that's, that's part of the thing, right. Is I think we, we realized like Kane was very ill, but what he did do to us is 100% the truth. And I'm not going to not talk about it because that is the full picture of who he was. And you and I did this to say, we want to share our stories for somebody else that is going through it. And this is 100% the truth. I know people don't want to hear that of someone that they listen to every day and they had an image of and now has passed away. And I think everyone knows, you know, his death was very sad and around addiction. Um, But we're not going to, we're not going to not tell our truth. I'm sorry. And the other thing I'll say, and then I want you to jump in is, you know, the truth for me is if Kane were still alive, I would never be able to say what really happened to me publicly ever because he would be trying to stalk me online or sue me, even though it is the truth. And anybody that knows Kane, I'm I'm not asking them to come forward. I don't need an apology or anything from anybody, but anybody that knew him knows that's 100% the truth. So I just, I just want to say this. It's, and I, I truly, I have nothing but love and gratitude for everything Kane taught me because he's taught me so many lessons now being in LA and being in Hollywood and how difficult a business it is and people can be. I come from a place of complete love and gratitude for him, but I'm not going to not tell people what really happened. Well, it's an interesting concept too of, you know, because someone has passed away, then somehow you're supposed to not speak about what's what your truth is and what's happened to you, like out of reverence. Like, I don't understand that whole idea of somebody could have been horrible. And if he were still alive and I was speaking about, you know, everything that we've talked about and telling my story and my truth, then I would be like brave and, you know, that I was willing to speak up. But because he's died, then there's out of some idea of reverence, you're just supposed to not speak ill of the dead. That that doesn't make sense to me. But I did want to say this. I, I completely agree with everything you just said. And I, I've seen a lot of comments over, you know, the time we've been doing this about what about his girls? They're going to see this one day. They're going to, you know, read about it on the Internet. Before I decided to do that initial podcast with you and certainly these follow up episodes, I had a real honest talk with both of my daughters um, because this is their story, too. And this is their life. And they unequivocally, without hesitation whatsoever, wanted me to do this because you have to understand they're not going to hear this one day or read about it online and learn something that they weren't already living. My daughters were living in this traumatic environment. They were experiencing being taken away from me when they wanted to be with me. This is their truth and their story. And they're not learning anything about their father that they didn't already know. And they were extremely frustrated that 
just like you and I were frustrated, like that our truth couldn't be out there and people had this misconception of who we are because of the narrative that he was selling, they felt the same way that, man, you know, especially like I remember right after he died and, um, you know, like intern John did this very sweet, like podcast, um, morning show episode um, all about him and, you know, how wonderful he was and everything that he taught him and everything else. And they were so mad about that. They were so angry that, but that's not what really happened. You know, I wish that we could tell our story and our truth because yes, he, he did some good things, but he, their experience wasn't this narrative that was being put out there. So all that to say, it's nothing they don't already know because they lived it and they could not be prouder of me, could not be more supportive of what I'm doing. And I think I am teaching them a damn good lesson that you can take your pain and you can either wallow in it and be a victim that this happened to you, or you can make something good out of it. You can speak your truth, you can help somebody else, and you can grow to be brave and strong from it. So pat on our backs for that. And I think too, people need to realize you and I talked, uh, you know, a lot about this before we even did the podcast. I mean, to me, my first, the first three people I care about is you and Sam and Soph. Like if you're good with it, that's all I care about because that's, you guys are the most important and it's the most important that you guys say your truth and you feel comfortable with it. And, And, you know, if people are uncomfortable hearing it, I get it. I watch things too, and I'm uncomfortable or I turn it off or I don't want to engage. But um, but I did want I'm glad you and I said this because I just wanted to set it back up um, for why we're doing this. And I have loved every episode and I've had no regrets. And I loved the episode with Robin because Robin lived it with me, you know, and I didn't know, like we've said every episode. And I think so many people are it, you get DMs. I'm sure you've gotten so many DMs every I day, know every day. Yes. I had no idea I was even in a toxic relationship work environment until she, Robin said to me, this isn't normal. So for somebody, they're hearing one episode and being like, oh my God, this is, this isn't normal. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't, I mean, just from a selfish perspective, and I wasn't expecting this um, when we started doing these, but it has been so healing for me and for everything that I went through to then get these messages from women that say, thank you so much for talking about this because now I know I'm not alone. This happened to me too. And you have a platform and a voice and you're saying my story. Like it's healed my heart in ways that I honestly thought was going to stay broken forever. So that's the reason we did it. We're accomplishing that goal. And the reason we're going to keep doing it is to continue spreading that truth and helping people that that women that are still living it today because there are lots of them that are experiencing toxic relationship toxic marriage post-separation abuse i have learned so much about post-separation abuse what happens when you leave that controlling relationship and the man is not giving up like that a controlling man doesn't just go okay well see you i guess you know i'm just gonna let this slide that's when the real abuse starts and we're making a difference and we're going to keep doing it. And, and if I you mean, don't like it. 
I don't listen. I mean, don't honestly, listen. I'm, at point, I'm at that point in my life. I don't care. I, I'm over social media. We're going to talk about social media and keeping, you know, keeping a positive attitude. I spent so many years trying to grow my Instagram and craft an image and all this. I don't care anymore. If you don't want to hear from me, unfollow. I don't care anymore. I Amen. just don't. I you know, I mean, I love there's and I know so many people listening and so many women that follow us way more people are positive about this. And we got so many great messages from people. Keep spreading your truth. You know, people don't want to hear, you, you know, people have images. We all do. Right. I mean, look, you know, I'm sorry. I'm, you probably don't even know who Charlie Rose is, but like I used to watch um, CBS. This Charlie Rose is. Like the old newscaster guy, right? I do not want to believe that Charlie Rose was whipping out his dick and like (laughs) showing this in front of women, but it's, I don't want to, I don't want to believe that. So I get where people are with this sometimes, but I'm sorry. That's the truth. Like it sucks. So anyway, good. I'm, I'm glad we said that. Glad we addressed it. Moving on. Moving on. All right. So one of the other topics we wanted to talk about is how do you stay positive um, when things can look so dark and this week was so, I'm sure you felt this two days ago, everybody got the news that Twitch who was DJ Twitch boss, who was famously on Ellen show. And so you think you can dance, um, took his own life in LA father of three children, um, was married to his wife. They just celebrated their ninth year wedding anniversary. Um, and I, I, you know, I didn't know him personally, but it's like when stories like this happen, don't you feel like you know them? And it's just like, you just constantly search all day for an answer. Like why, why? I, I mean, I was telling you this before we started, I was crying in my car yesterday when I, you know, read the news about it. He, I I love, so you think you can dance. I watched the whole season that he was on. I've rewatched some of the dances because he was just so incredible and such an emotional dancer. And then I loved him on Ellen. I stopped watching Ellen when, you know, all that stuff came out that she was like an asshole boss, but I love Twitch. And um, it was, I haven't felt this way since um, Robin Williams died. When Robin Williams committed suicide, it was just like, it felt like somebody I knew, like it, it hurt my heart. And I felt the same way when I, when I found this out about Twitch. And it's one of those where you're just like grasping to make sense of it. Like, I don't understand. He seemed so happy. You could tell he loved his family. Why would he do this? Not, you know, a week and a uh, two weeks before Christmas. Like why? why? And I think that's the important part that, that at least I want to talk about is being aware of whether it's you or the people around you that you can just because you're putting out this image of being happy, you can be in an incredibly dark place. Um, I, I spoke about it on one of our episodes. I don't remember which one, like after the second time that the girls were taken away from me and done so, so unfairly. Um, and, you know, and I had Peter, you know, telling me how this was all my fault, how I was never going to see them again. And it just, I I was so depressed and I probably seemed happy on the outside or happy enough. Okay. Enough. You know, I still had Harry, my baby, and I was, you know, married at the time, but there's this dark place that your head can go to no matter what you're putting on the outside that can feel completely hopeless. And you start to rationalize in your head why everybody else would be better off without you. 
Um, it's, it's whether it's a chemical imbalance or what, but it's just like the depression takes over. And I remember really feeling that way. Like I've caused my girls so much pain. If I wasn't in the equation anymore, they would be better. And um, thank goodness, you know, I got help for that. I saw a psychiatrist and and got out of that dark place. But unless you've oh. experienced it, I'm not sure you can really understand how real those dark thoughts can become. And we'll never know why he, you know, he he clearly planned it. He went and checked into a hotel down the street, brought a gun with him. You know, he checked in for one night. No, and it's just come out. It just came out today. He did leave a note, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. And the details aren't. I, I read in the New York Post that the the letter kind of addresses some like some things in his past. I don't know if they're alluding to what. I don't know if they're alluding to like depression, like he he kind of had dark thoughts and things had happened in the past. I don't know. There's so many rumors, you know, flying around. You and I kind of talked about this, like you know, before we came on here. So. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I guess they didn't, they didn't publish like everything in the letter, which, you know, thankfully they didn't. Cause obviously that's very private for the family, but I guess maybe that explains more, but you're right. I mean, it was, it, it's so dark. And, um, I, I thought I shared a video Rosie O'Donnell did, cause she's been very open about being on antidepressants for years. It never will go off them. And she said, depression is like, you become so it, it depression takes over your mind so much. You don't even think about like your kids or like you literally can't even think about your children, your siblings, your parents, the, the people you leave behind. It just becomes so dark, you know? Yeah. I mean, I 100% was, was believing that all of those people would be better off without me. Like I thought to myself, okay, they're going to be, they would be sad at first, but in the long run, I'm causing so much pain because, you know, I thought about like, you know, my mom and my family, they were constantly having to live through the pain that I was going through with me, you know? And I was like, they're gone again. How am I, you know, how am I going to tell my family? Like, again, I'm going to take up all of their attention. This situation is going to take up all of their time. And if I take myself out of the equation, then they can go on with a happy life because this drama will stop happening. You know, it's a really fucked up way of thinking, but it's scary when you are really depressed how real those thoughts become. Yeah, it just it breaks my heart. I mean, his wife and his kids, they're never going to think about Christmas the same way again. Ever, ever. And, you know, I mean, one of the things I think about for your girls and myself, because, you know, obviously I've said it a thousand times ever since I've been on radio and podcast, but, you know, I lost my dad when I was 14, 15, you know, just like Twitch's oldest daughter who he had, you know, was not his biological daughter, but he had adopted. So very much his daughter Um, and your girls, you know, it's just the holidays are so hard in general. And like when you lose a parent, when you lose somebody, it's it gets easier over time, but like you never don't think about them. You know, you never don't miss them. You know, it's just, it's always so, uh, it's going to be just a long journey for those kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it kind of ties into what we want to talk about today about positivity. And one of the things that I was thinking about is like this Christmas, you know, the girls not having their dad and feeling like, you know, 
I'm, am I enough for them? Can I make up for, you know, the fact that he's not here? And I was kind of bummed out the last few days um, thinking about that. And, you know, I think I mentioned on here that like my ex Harry's dad is seeing somebody and they're in a serious relationship. And I, and I just got kind of sad thinking about, well, I'm all alone. You know, the girls don't have Peter. I don't have a significant other, you know, he's clearly moved on and, it got, I was just sad thinking about Christmas. And one of the things that I wanted, you know, to mention for us talking about how to stay in a positive mindset is for me, it comes down to gratitude. Thinking about, I sat down and I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about why I was feeling sad for all those reasons I just listed. And then I thought about, oh my gosh, Natasha, but you have all three of your kids here for Christmas, you know, in past years, when I didn't see them for Christmas, when they were with their dad, it was heart heartbreaking, like just a mis- I would have Harry and want to be happy. But, you know, if you don't have your kids and your mom, it, you, you just can't really enjoy Christmas. Um, yeah. And I was like, I never have to feel that way again. I will have them, you know, for the rest of my life. Um, and so thinking about like the things that I do have to be grateful for, just kind of for me, helps shift my mindset back into something positive because nobody stays positive in a positive mindset all the time. That's, that's BS. You know, you're going to get sad. You're going to get angry and bitter, but I'm hoping we can talk about today things that you and I do to kind of shift it back into a positive mentality. Yeah. Do you want to start? I mean, cause I I've had to definitely develop a routine over the years because it's so, Oh my God. It's so easy to get so negative, you know? Um, yeah. And, and the world can become a lot and it can become a scary place. So, you know, yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to start? Like, what do you Sure. Do? I mean, that, that was the first one that I had on my list was I, you know, when I'm stuck in feeling those sad and negative feelings, I try to, you know, for me, it's prayer for me. My faith is, is the most important thing to me, but you know, you can also just sit and meditate on it, but I think about, okay, what do I have to be grateful for? And I make myself list them out. You know, like I just said, having the girls for Christmas, having all three of my kids for Christmas every year. And the once, you know, you can kind of list off all the things that you do have to be grateful for that, that shifts my mind back in. Um, all right. Quick pause to thank our amazing banner sponsor, Dana Witten. Oh my God. You guys are calling her. She's a top family law attorney in Maryland. And I love it. If you're dealing with divorce, custody, um, child support, alimony, you want to renegotiate your alimony. Dana Witten is your woman. She will fight for you. Take away the stress. Also, for a limited time, Dana is offering a 60-minute consultation for just $150. $150 for you to get top family law advice. If you are looking to file for divorce, don't wait. You got a lot of things that you need to line up ahead of time. You got to know your finances, your routine. You got to find all your paperwork, get to change your power attorney. I learned that. Now I'm not leaving Schman, but you know, you just, you got to do all these things. Dana Witten is unbelievable. Schedule your appointment and find out more about her by going to her website, dwittenlaw.com. 
10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. Hero breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. 
They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. I have friends that are everything in between uber religious, not religious at all. Um, But I think it helps so much to believe like you do have a higher calling and a higher path. And, you know, jump in when your thought comes back to you. But I'll tell you, I spent so many years, um, I would just get so caught up like on big for me is online, like, um, you know, negative news stories. And then also seeing people that look like, okay, like Twitch, right? I mean, you see him every day. They look happy. They're dancing, like all these things, right? I, for years would be so jealous of people like that, like that they have a perfect life and they look like they have this beautiful house and like all these things. And I have to really come offline. And I, I say this uh, to, to myself, and I'm going to say it more on the podcast, but I find, especially now where like, if you watch the news and, and I mean, I still work for Fox five, I work for a news outlet. So I, and I love my Fox five family, but I don't really, I don't watch the news anymore. And I read a little bit of news, but not a lot because it's just like fear does sell. You know what I mean? Like there isn't, it's like people always go, why can't they do more good news? Or like, if you watch news, a lot of news programs, they'll do like a good feel good story at the end. The reality is, is like bad news is happening, but it, if you, they just did good news, no one would care. You know, they have to keep fear going they have to keep division going because it's good for ratings. It's why, you know, political outlets, news outlets, big ones. I'm not even going to name them. We all know who they are. You know, it's why they love to, they love division, you know, whether it's hating a president or race or whatever, they want us divided because it does sell. It keeps things all stirred up. When I find like one of the things I'm doing a lot now in um, with our church in LA is getting involved in the community. I find like when I come offline and I actually get involved with people that there's so many more good things happening. And what I love about Americans, and I think this is true worldwide, is people are so generous, like so, so generous. Like when people, when someone is in need, communities rally. But I think when you just get in your silo online, you don't see that, you know, or you see somebody whose life you think is perfect. And then obviously we've seen time and time again, they have so much going on that they don't show. Um, and it all comes crumbling down. So I've made a real effort in the past couple of years. And 
especially in coming to LA where I don't know a lot of people is like, how am I going to get involved with actual people in the community doing the gift drive at the church that they did this fall? You know, then they want me to come in and cut fruit for they feed, you know, 400 homeless people every week, you know, doing stuff like that, I think gets us out of, because it can become really a lot about like what's happening to me. Like bad things are happening to me. This isn't, but when you realize all along the way, there's always somebody that is worse off. Like it begins for you to realize like, okay, things can get better. I don't have it that bad, even though yes, bad things happen to all of us. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's so funny. I don't even think you probably even realize it, but what you just described there is actually a really big part of the program. Like the AANA program is when you get, because especially, you know, when you first get in the program, you're in a bad place. You, you know, you're maybe going through withdrawals, you're isolated from your family or friends that, you know, you've pissed off and, um, you know, you're in like your rock bottom and it's very hard to focus when you're in that negative mindset. So one of the things that I remember my sponsor taught me and that the program teaches is exactly what you just described. When you're in that really bad place, that like victimization place where you're only thinking about yourself and how bad things are, which they very well might be pick up the phone and call someone else, you know, reach out to a friend, reach out to somebody else who you can help. And it's like something kind of magical happens when you're talking to that person and you're giving them, you know, words of encouragement and you're saying positive things because you want to help them. It kind of shifts your mind back that you start to believe it. And then selfishly, even though, you know, you're making the effort to help them, it helps you because it it heals you you know we all feel better when we do something kind i saw your um gofundme on your stories this morning yes. for that single mom which my heart just like breaks for her that she has like stage 4 cancer and two yes. kids my sis shout out to my sister-in-law Erin who is in um michigan in the kind of middle of the state but a it's a friend of her son's. Oh my God. Tragic. The mom is only Kelly is her name. She's just 35 years old. She is stage four (sighs) terminal cancer. Um, and they're raising money. She, she is, she's divorced. She's taking care of these two boys. Um, they're trying to raise 30 grand. Thank you so much for resharing. And, um, you know, I know they're going to hit their goal and I think, yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the big things I do is I really get out of my own way because, um, I think, you know, you, Look, I'm in the war entertainment business and you you are in it for years. Like our business is the worst business. Like people tell you no all day long. And so you can begin to like take that on. So it's like, no, I got to get out to the real world where people have other problems aside from selling a TV show and get out of my own way. Yeah. And the, and yeah, you end up helping yourself. You know, when I like I donate to her and like I'm glad I could help her, but it made me feel good. You know, it like uplifted my spirit. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing something to help somebody else, you know, not just realizing somebody else has it much worse than me, but it makes you feel good. And then once anything you can do to like snap yourself back into that positive mindset is, is amazing. And, you know, one of the other things that I thought of while you were talking, you know, is setting up boundaries. We talk about boundaries all the time on this podcast And setting up a boundary from like taking a social media break, taking a break from the news. 
Um, sometimes I definitely get bogged down now that I'm back on Instagram and everything more. It can be exhausting, like, you know, giving yourself so much and putting yourself out there so much and reading negative comments or not getting a lot of likes. You know, it affects us. Yes. And I'll take a break for a few days. You know, I'll be like, okay, I just not going to look at it for a few days. I need to put myself back in my real world, you know, here with my kids, not my online world. So if you need to set some boundaries to keep yourself in a positive mindset, go for it. The other thing I do, although I've been on vacation, so I, I, I kind of try when I'm on vacation to like have no rules, like nothing for myself. But when I'm home, um, I do meditate for 10 minutes every morning and I just like, and I, I try to set my day up every single day. Like it's going to be a good day, you know? Um, like I just always say, you know, God, you know, thank you for everything. Like little things, right. Just that I have my legs and like my son's healthy <laughs> and Dana's healthy and my family. I try to make it real simple and real dumb, you know, because, you know, you get, caught up in like, you don't realize just how lucky you are to have a house, you know? So it seems so trivial, but I try to do that. And I try to set myself up like today is going to be an amazing day. I'm going to be open to the opportunities that present themselves. I'm going to help somebody today. I'm just grateful to get through this day safely. Like, and I do find that that when I do that, I find like my day is significantly better. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it gets thrown off course. And I'm I'm wondering, like, do you almost, is there something physical that happens to you when you know, like you're getting in a negative place? And like, how do you get yourself out of it? Because I, because I, I'm curious about that because I, I do my morning prayer and routine and then sometimes the day still goes off the rails. So how does, <laughs> how do you get back? Yeah, like definitely. And I was just thinking about that when you were talking about, you know, your meditation, I do that too. And I do it. I try to do it every morning after I get back home from dropping the kids off, but sometimes I forget or I just get busy and, you know, I start washing dishes or whatever. And when I find myself like starting to get overwhelmed with negative feelings, like, you know, for example, I was talking about, you know, um, Harry's dad, my ex, you know, that he's seeing someone now and it's just, it's kind of been, it didn't bother me for a while, but it's bothering me for some reason now. I think it's because it's the holidays and I'm picturing, you know, him and this woman and Harry and Christmas presents. And it's like, it makes me sad. Like, uh, you know, that used to be my life. And now it's some other woman's. And I just was getting really stuck in that. And I could tell, you know, I start to get, I can tell my shoulders are getting tense. You know, I'll walk around with them all curled up and my brow will be furrowed. And I just get overwhelmed in those negative thoughts. And one thing that I do is I pause, you know, cause I could, I have to talk about my problems a lot. So I could either like, I can call my mom, I can call a friend and I can keep going on and on, you know, bitching about that this is upsetting me, which it's okay to do that some, but I've started going, you know what? I'm not going to give it any more space. I'm not going to give the negative thoughts any more power because you have power over the negative thoughts. And I'm going to hit pause and I'm going to do something that I know resets my mind helping somebody else, doing my meditation app. I use one called Abide. It's only like three minutes long and it's got nice like rain sounds in the background. It's very relaxing and it's always just a good little meditation. That always makes me feel better. If it's some other point in the day, you know, I might put on like 
a reality TV show that I normally wouldn't watch that's just like completely indulgent. I'll do anything to hit the pause on letting the negative thoughts take over because you can't help when they come in. We're all human, but you can't put a stop to it and say, I'm not going to give this any more power. I do that exact same thing now, like, especially like sometimes, and I know you know this because obviously, you know, you've had partners and been married, but like sometimes with Dan, like Dan will start doing things and I'll be so irritated and it's little things, right? It's like, I don't know, you know, Dan, okay. He won't listen to this. I don't think so, but I (laughs) love my husband so much, but he's a horrible driver, but he thinks he's like an amazing driver. So our car is only like a year and a half old. It literally looks like it was in a like crash dummy test. Like there's dents, there's scrapes. Like he runs into the garage every time, like numerous times, right? So I, I like I started to like go down negative. Like we were literally missing a bumper, so he just like jammed the bumper back on and thought we could drive on the highway and it would stay on, and it literally flew he off. Didn't? No, I'm not. No. I can get in a negative cycle and I'm sure Dan feels this about me, but I will stop and I will literally in my mind start thinking about all the things that he's great at. Like all the things, he's an amazing father. He moved to LA. He quit his job, started a new career, moved to LA for me. He like, I will literally lots of times silently because Schman is sitting right there, but I will look and that gets me out of the negative cycle too. Like all the good things that are happening, all the good things. Yeah. yeah, it's like you, you may not have a choice that these thoughts come in, but you yes. do have a choice about whether you choose to continue in them or you try to make an effort to get out of them. Um, I have a girlfriend who, um, you know, her, I guess he's her ex now, but, you know, she found out that he was in a relationship with somebody else. And of course, being a good friend, you know, we social media stalked this woman, this other woman to find out who she was. And, you know, we indulged in that. We looked her up and everything. But then like it's after some time passed, you know, every time I talked to her, she would be like, uh, you know, oh my gosh, did you see what she posted today or this or that? And, you know, she and I kind of had a chat about, all right, this is becoming unhealthy. Like, I know that it's so tempting and you want to indulge in those like negative feelings about this woman and you want to social media stalk her, but it's getting to a point where it's not good for you, where it's giving it power, you know? So it's, it's about, you know, Being really in touch with your feelings and knowing where that line is of, okay, I'm going to let myself be mad. I'm going to let myself, you know, go cyber stalk this woman or whatever it is, or be mad at, you know, schman about the tire. But then when it gets to a point that it's overtaking your thoughts for too long, make the choice, cut it off, do any of these things we've mentioned. At least that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm not perfect. I have to tell myself all the time. Oh my God, Natasha, you mentioned this on the podcast. You should probably practice what you preach, but um, it really does work. It really makes a difference. I wish I was like this in my twenties and thirties. It's it's so much happier. I know we're going to wrap up shortly, but I did have one final question. How do you deal with people in your life that are not positive? Like, do you have a lot of people? Because that's, that's been a challenge for me over the years whether it's been friends or acquaintances or family members or certain coworkers. And I'm not good at, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, do you eliminate them or what do you do with people that aren't positive? You know, it's tough. It's, it goes back to like the boundaries we were talking about and, and 
like, you know, of course, Peter was probably the most negative person in my life. And we've talked a lot about how I would try to set boundaries with him. But, you know, like I I had some friends that, you know, it was actually the friend that I talked about on here that ended up stabbing me on the back. But like she was always very negative about stalking, you know, Peter in the morning show online and seeing what they were doing on social media. And then she would text me and be like, oh, my gosh, they just posted this. Did you know? And it would like suck me right into that negative space, whereas I was having a good day. So I had to finally tell her, like. I don't want to know. Like yeah, that's I, a negative thing in my life. Stop <laughs> telling me about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I and know. hopefully you have somebody that, you know, will be receptive to that, but speak up. Um, and I always go back and forth if I should just tell them that they're negative. I don't know. I'm I'm like, is that <laughs> well, is it are they negative about everything all the time? Um, I have a few people in my life that are, for the most part. It's doom and gl- <laughs> it's doom and gloom. Yeah. Yeah. But can you maybe just like limit your exposure to them? That's right. If you're not in a good mindset, then maybe don't like answer the phone or reply to the text. I totally do that. Yes. Yes. I, that's exactly what, I mean, it goes back to boundaries, right? I mean, I I have gotten better at boundaries of just like, you don't always have to answer, um, get yourself in the right mind when you're going to talk to this person, because you know, they're going to always have some complaint about themselves or the people around them, or they always feel like life is negative towards them. They always feel like they've gotten the short end of the stick. And I'm like, I really want to gently say, like, if you believe that it's going to happen, like every, you know, what you believe comes true, you know, I mean, it just does. And yes, shitty things happen to all of us. But if, but I just, I have people in my life that literally feel like all the time, like they, yeah. everything bad happens to me. And it's like, if you say that, it's going to. Yeah. I don't have a lot of tolerance <laughs> for that. So you're probably more patient than I am. But, you know, it's honestly, Sarah, it's just, I spent so many years of my life unhappy. Um, some of it, a lot of it through no fault of my own because of the situation that I was in, that now I fiercely protect my happiness. I fiercely protect my headspace. Um, you know, like I will, if my mom starts going off on politics, like I know that that's something that's going to put me in a bad mood. So I just, you know, know, nod my head and in the conversation, you know, I'm not rude about it or I leave the room, you know, like at Thanksgiving when they all started in on their politics, which I don't necessarily agree with. It's just like, all right, I'm going to get my phone and, you know, go sit on Instagram in the other room till they're done. Yes. I just, I need to protect my happiness because I went so long without it that I'm not going to okay. let anybody else take it away from me. Even myself, oh. I'm my own worst enemy, but I'm trying to just fiercely protect it. Ah, you're doing a great job, my friend. Um, what anything else? I mean, I've actually really loved this episode, and I feel like this was maybe our least planned episode, but it was actually. I know. I hope other people enjoy our conversations because you and I could just sit and talk forever. But I, I hope it's not boring for anybody listening. About it all. Um, no, this was great. So good. I, I, I hope somebody took a nugget away from you know, how to be positive when things are really dark and it's sad. And, you know, people lose people this holiday season. And that's the word that's the hardest, the hardest. Yeah, definitely. And the holidays is it's my favorite time of year, like October through New Year's is my absolute favorite. And it is absolutely the most stressful, 
you know? So I'm sure everybody else is super stressed out. So if they could just take a couple of nuggets from this podcast on how to stay positive, Natasha, this will be be happy. One last thing. This will be you and the girls second Christmas, right? Without Kane. Yeah. Yeah. And Have you guys, I mean, this, I don't, we don't even do this with my dad, but I just wondered if you guys have any tradition or anything you're going to do to think of him or I I don't know. That's kind of, it's a hard one. I know. So it's hard to navigate. I'm, you know, last, last Christmas, it was still really fresh. So we talked about it a lot more. Um, this Christmas, like, you know, when I was cleaning out Peter's house, I put together a box of his Christmas ornaments and, and held on to them. And mm. when we were decorating the Christmas tree this year, you know, I was like, girls, here's the box of daddy's ornaments. Do you want to pick out some that, you know, remind you of him and put them on the tree? They weren't into it. They were like, no, not really. So it's like, I try, you know, he had an, he had a thing he did with them where he hid the Christmas pickle. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, yes. So like I hid the Christmas pickle on the tree and on Christmas day, you know, I'll bring that up for them to look at it. But honestly, I'm just checking in with them, but they kind of just don't want to get into it this year. Yeah. Well, and they're at that age too. I mean, we never did either with my dad. Like we never, you know, wasn't like we memorialized anything. It was just over the years at different times, you know, things would come up and same thing. We had like old pictures and we had like a whole collage framed for myself and my brother that we still like hang in our, wherever we are, you know? And yeah, I mean, it's, I didn't know if you guys weren't going to do anything special, but it's. And and you know, you probably had a lot of happy memories of like Christmas with your dad and the last several years were not happy memories for them at Christmas with him. So I think it's going to take some time to, remember him with, a, you know, a little more fondly, like around the holidays, because, um, yeah, he was just, he was kind of a jerk the last couple of Christmases. So right now they don't really want to get into it, but I'm hoping as they get older, they'll, you know, yeah. remember the better times. Yes. All right. Where do people find you, follow you? Where do they find this video and watch? Oh, I don't know. On the internet, people. Um, Ms. Pink Monster, MS Pink Monster on Instagram. If you go on YouTube because you want to watch all these videos, um, it is youtube.com slash at like the at Ms. Pink Monster um, underscore. I I put the link on my Instagram page because it's such a crappy URL. Nobody's ever going to remember it. And I'm on TikTok now. I don't post very often, but the girls do get me to put some funny stuff up there once in a while. Also at Miss Big Monster. I feel old on TikTok. I don't know how you do it. You're super popular on TikTok. Oh, I'm obs- I love TikTok. It's actually my favorite platform. You're good at it. You I have a like huge I following. I feel dumb when I post on it. Well, I talk about all the TLC shows. That's why. And mm. people respond to all those. Um Okay, at the Sarah Fraser show, everywhere social media is, podcasts are played. All right, we'll see you next week. Oh, did you want to ask for questions? Yes. Okay, yeah, because we are going to record one more um, podcast. So we did want to ask basically any questions you guys have for us in regards to career, marriage, relationships, um, being moms. I'm obviously working on having another baby. And any other unresolved – I mean, I really think we we did – answer a lot of people's questions around Kane and our relationship. But I think, you know, we're open to, if there is like another question, please like throw it out there. I think we'd love 
or maybe even what direction you'd like to see the podcast go in, suggestions. And you can DM Natasha or me. I don't want absolutely. Yeah, send a message to us both. But yeah, it'll be a little mishmash of just kind of an end of the year wrap up. So if there's any anything that we didn't answer, just ask. Yeah. All right, right. my friend. Bye, Nat Cat. See ya. Bye.